Hey, hey, this is Coach A, and welcome to the October 23rd edition. Today's post, well, all of us see only one facet of the world around us, whether it is an elite sports person that we admire or business people running, you know, gargantuan corporations or movie stars, you know, we see them at their best. There are, of course, the struggles that we don't see are their fuck-ups. We only see them during their game time. We don't see their training. So, what happens if that helps us shine the light on ourselves? So, turning the lens on myself, I was able to do only well, in the recent past, during lockdown. And the question I was, I eventually got around to was, what is the price of passion? It was an important question to ask then, and it is an important question to regularly ask and something that guides me. Now, to be clear, personally, the price of not living a purpose-filled and passionate life is not okay. So that's clear. But that doesn't mean you all have purpose to derail everything. So a long time ago, I used to work a regular 9 to 5. Never used to carry work home. This is about 12, 13 years ago. I was working at a large corporation in San Francisco. And when I shut my laptop down and left for the day, I didn't think about work until I came back the next morning. Most days, I never even took my laptop home because it was for work. So I'd leave it at my work desk and I'll see it only the next day or if it's Friday, then I'd see it only on Monday. Work was something I did to get a paycheck, which allowed me to spend eight hours of my day doing whatever I wanted to do. Eight at work and eight sleeping, which leaves eight for leisure. Over the past 11 years, my relationship with work has changed significantly. I don't view work as a chore anymore. I work at a company that I helped found and a cause that's close to my heart to help people improve their health and fitness and live stronger lives. This deeper sense of purpose helps me jump out of bed every morning. It keeps me motivated when things look bleak. It pushes me out of my comfort zone and keeps me changing and evolving. The shift from the nine to five to the quad, well, two different ideas led me there. One was a growing malaise at work. The easy work, 
and the paycheck was fun at first, but it got boring. My cushy job was not fulfilling at all, and I was getting itchy feet. And my personal transformation from being a clueless, unfit, unhealthy young adult to a strong person. That sparked a lot of ideas. My self-transformation helped me realize this was a gap. If I had this problem, well, I'm sure a lot of other people have this problem. And looking around at my community, then I realized, yes, it's absolutely true. And then I had the luxury, I had the time, and I had the motivation to solve it for myself. Is that true of other people? And I found, no, it wasn't. So here was a business opportunity which combined a deeper sense of purpose and seemed to make sense. Of course. I believe most of us suffer not from a lack of motivation or willpower, but from the lack of a good teacher. I love teaching, and here was something I could teach, which could enhance and transform and make a tangible, crucial difference in people's lives. This led me to make the shift to moving back to India and founding the Quad with Raj. And you know what they say, good problems, right? Like the early stages of a romantic relationship, when you're head over heels, you stop looking around, you stop paying attention to anything around you, you lose all sense of balance and time. I worked crazy hours and I loved it. The fact that I was in direct contact with the people I was helping and I could see the difference I was making kept fueling the fire. The pandemic was a good wake-up call. And I just chanced to visit San Francisco a few months before the lockdown. And that helped rekindle old memories as well. I realized I'd fallen into quite a bit of autopilot and had lost a significant sense of my work-life balance. The good problems of living your passion as I realized. Now, this is where looking at extreme cases of success, which you can, I'm narrowly defining as fame or money or being number one at whatever they do. Looking at the other side, their failures, their falls, that allowed me to 
take this question seriously. You can't just measure one aspect of your life, or maybe you could. Then the question becomes, what is your purpose and what is your value? What, what are your values and what, are, what is your ultimate end game? While I was nowhere close to redlining, having a few extra hours in my day due to the lockdown gave me a chance to stop and think. I realized I'd gotten caught up in my own bullshit yet again. So stopping, being jolted out of routine and asking myself questions. What's the end game? What was I working towards? And a few nice sounding but not very clear things came to mind. To have a work-life balance, to continue making a difference in people's lives, to have deeper personal relationships with the few people around me that I wanted to spend more time with, to have enough time for myself to learn and to challenge and to grow, and to have a good time. I realized these were not things that would happen one fine day when I hit a certain number of, I don't know, students or follower count or salary or whatever. These had to start happening immediately and the other bullshit was just that, bullshit. While there was no way to figure out the right answer, I just do what I normally do, which is swing about the other way and uh, see where that goes. My course corrections, well, I have a tendency to overcorrect. From my childhood, my, my rebellious nature has entailed dramatic shifts in attitude and actions. But being aware of this, I loved myself this yet again dramatic shift. And I'll eventually get to balance. Some things had apparently become impossible. Like a weekend without work, for example. Or a vacation without clocking in an hour of work. Now, this was not just during lockdown, but this was a few years prior to it. And the word impossible sends up alarm bells. So as part of my overcorrection, I took a few weekends off where I wouldn't open my laptop. I took longer vacations um, for vast stretches of which I would not do any work. There were days when I just disappeared. Having a support system, an amazing team at work, made all this possible. And it let me know that, well, nothing really burned down when uh, I'm not around, or especially because I'm not around. Other things I did, I stopped responding to WhatsApp or phone calls during certain hours of the day and most of the weekend. And as I did all these, just giving myself more time and more space, my thinking evolved. 
the only person who matters and the only person who is judging that a weekend without work is good or bad is me. Instead, keep the focus on what the larger goal is. And if I'm making progress towards it, well, all's good. The um, don't work on weekends as a hard and fast rule was okay at the start. But it's not necessarily the right one at all times. There are weekends when I enjoy working, when knowing I have nothing else on my plate but just time and space to solve this feels wonderful and leaves me at my creative best. And there are other weekends when I don't want to see my laptop. Likewise, there are vacations when I'm off the reservation and vacations where I check in. The WhatsApp and email checks are not about WhatsApp or email. The relevant question to ask was, is it helping or hindering me? Or better yet, is it helping or hindering the larger goal? Figuring out my process and my path is a constant piece of work. As my evaluation system keeps improving, and as my personal dashboard improves and provides better insights, I keep tinkering, course correcting, and making changes and moving in a general direction that feels better. One thing that helped was realizing there's no right answer and not putting the pressure on me to get it right. And instead, learning to listen to all parts of me and not just my head. There is a cost to everything we do. Knowing the cost is important. Knowing our values and our end game are equally important. Because then we can start working on ensuring that we aren't fucking ourselves up while narrow-mindedly going towards a goal that maybe does not encompass all of us. Now, this episode seems a little self-indulgent with all the I, I, I. Well, apologies. But in case you didn't realize this or it wasn't obvious, all my posts are written to me first and you second. That's it from me. You have a good weekend. And if you're celebrating Diwali, happy Diwali. Stay safe. Have loads of fun. And remember, we can get our hands on sweets whenever we'd like. There's no reason to eat as if there's no tomorrow. And yep, absolutely, that's a note to myself and then to you. You have a good one. This is Coach AA. Signing off. See you later. Bye.